0: Welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. It is Friday afternoon as I'm recording this. I know I'm actually a day late with the episode this week, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not going to sit here and justify myself, really, but I do want to share kind of what went into me attempting to podcast yesterday, and it went horribly wrong. I was kind of, I mean, it was, first of all, late in the day. I had had so many projects that I have been working on during the day yesterday. All week has just been crazy with freelance stuff, which is great. I love, you know, all these different projects I'm doing and all this different stuff, but the I think what people don't really understand about freelance is when you are doing all these different things and you're constantly switching gears your brain can get super fatigued super easily and especially creatively fatigued and I just felt that you know as I was doing all this stuff which was super exciting I just kind of as the week has gone on been just running out of creativity and just like juice you know like I just was feeling super exhausted yesterday sitting at my desk downstairs or not even my desk it's just a desk that we have downstairs um, in our basement trying to podcast and I just could not do it I kept hearing Hearing my parents walking around upstairs and like our walls are super thin and the wind outside was like really violently blowing against this wind chime and i just lost it i had a full-on meltdown well not a full-on i've had pretty bad meltdowns in my life of just getting super frustrated but i just couldn't do it i just like got up from my desk i was like 15 minutes in after two and a half hours of recording and i never like that ever it usually takes me about An hour and a half to podcast because I'm editing as I go and I usually kind of talk pretty just long stream I don't really cut a lot of stuff as you guys might notice so it was just really frustrating having just to stop and collect my thoughts I was really losing my train of thought easily I was really distracted and the thing is though I've been putting out these messages on my Instagram all week about how we shouldn't feel super pressure during this time to be just mega productive. We need to take our time to process things, to remain calm, to kind of center ourselves because we are living during a global crisis. This is very much a crisis and you know things are different. This is not normal. Anyone that's saying, oh I'm finding my new normal, I think yes cheers to finding a new routine but I would not say anything about what we're currently living through is normal at all and anyone who tries to say that oh you know I'm just living my normal life like oh my gosh how are you like what no my life is not even remotely how it usually is and so of course there's going to be some emotions that come along with that there's going to be some difficulty in accomplishing the normal things that I accomplish day to day and so podcasting really took a hit yesterday I was trying to put out this episode and I just could not do it I like stormed upstairs and I was like nope I'm just not doing it I'm not putting out an episode I can't do it and I like just full-on had to like center myself and myself and breathe and my parents had to calm me down and you know convince me that it's going to be okay like it's okay if I can't accomplish everything that I usually accomplish in a week it's just a completely different situation we have going on. It's a completely different environment on so many levels and I need to be easier on myself because I'm telling, of course, all these people on the internet to be easy on themselves and I just can't practice what I preach. And the totally ironic part about this story is that I was attempting to podcast about the stress and pressure of productivity right now like i was talking about how there's this you know pressure and people are trying to accomplish a million things because they think that now that we have extra time quote unquote We should be able to do more. We should be able to do our projects faster and accomplish more. And with everything going on, that's just simply not the case. And we should not be putting that pressure on ourselves. And classically, I was trying to talk about that, but I was feeling all the pressure in the entire world on my shoulders to put out the podcast episode on time. And it was just super conflicting energy going on and I think that's probably part of why I was just not able to do it and just I mean people don't really realize that podcasting that just so much goes into it because I mean so much goes into making a podcast that seems unscripted or that is unscripted and that isn't fully like I am reading this exact story and I will say some of my episodes 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 are kind of scripted just because I and, you know, recounting historical events and stories, and I really want to do people justice, but for the most part, it's just me talking about my day-to-day, and sometimes when my day-to-day is not so great, and it's just really frustrating to even live, it's hard for me to talk about those things, and so yesterday was a example of that, prime example of that, and I have since I've recovered. I'm good now. I'm like sitting very calmly with a glass or a cup of tea. It's like a weird mug. It's like a cup almost. It's like clear, very cool um, that my mom just gave me. So I am relaxed. I am zen. I basically stopped podcasting yesterday, watched a TV show with my dad, did not look at my phone for a whole night, and just went to bed. Read a little bit. I read a few chapters of my book before bed passed out, had a great night's sleep, woke up this morning feeling much better and I think that's honestly what you gotta do these days if you are just overcome by this feeling of, I'm trying to articulate it, I feel like it's almost kind of like a you're just feeling uncomfortable and antsy in your own skin and you feel like you just need to scream and cry all at once and it's just an anxious feeling and whenever you're feeling anxious like that, I feel like you have to step away from whatever you're doing because you can't, here's the thing, I always think that even if I'm feeling frustrated or anxious, I can still push through and make content, and that's just not how it works. Especially when you know my content is me reflecting on things and being thoughtful, and, and you know it, it really relies on me being in, in a good headspace. And I was just simply not in a good headspace yesterday, so I had to step away. Of course, there's deadlines. Of course, there's things you need to finish at certain times and dates. But I think, and I know for a fact, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people are being super understanding right now. And, you know, the answer is always going to be no unless you ask. And sometimes the answer will be yes or it will be flexible. And luckily, I am in an industry where a lot of people are super flexible right now. So even though I had to put up the episode yesterday, I clearly did not. And all is well in the world. So definitely, I mean, I just have this insane pressure I put on myself at all times of life, not even during a crisis. There's just a certain pressure that I always put on myself to perform and to get things done and to always be the best and ahead of everyone else. And like, that's just not healthy, honestly. It's not healthy at all. And it kind of takes other people telling you, hey, you're being hard on yourself to snap out of it because I'm just always super hard on myself, I'm always coaching myself through things saying you can do it, come on, but like too much, like to the point where I'm accomplishing crazy things that I really, you know, I'm just pulling crazy hours and I don't know why, like who am I trying to impress here, like I mean everyone, but why am I trying to impress people, I don't, you know, I digress. Anyway, so after this all happened yesterday, um, my parents actually helped me set up a desk setup in my room, which is so nice because the desk I had downstairs, kind of how our house is configured, it There was no door that I could close and have my own space. So the past few weeks I've been here, I've been working on my kitchen island or on the couch or in my bed and it just was not working for me because I just get so easily sidetracked and distracted when there's a lot of things going on, a lot of people walking around, like my family, their work schedules are a lot different than mine and so anyway, <laughs> I'm just still adjusting to not being alone in my apartment anymore, which has been, you know, I've taken it for granted honestly. I love my family, I love people, I love being social, but when it comes to work, I need to be very focused especially as a creative person where my ideas kind of go in one ear and it stays there for a bit and then it goes right out the door unless I write it down or put it into action and that's just kind of how my energy is I guess I just need to be alone and so I've always loved being alone and there's even times just like I look forward to plans being canceled I'm like okay great like hopefully this plan will be canceled so then I can sit by myself and be with myself and I love being alone until here's the thing it's like I love being alone until I don't love being alone and I need to be with someone else I need to talk talk to someone or FaceTime or go get drinks with someone and that's kind of how I view being alone and I want to talk a little bit today I'm talking a lot about productivity as I mentioned but I also want to kind of talk about why it is so hard for many of us to be alone with ourselves you know I for one do like being alone with myself um But I usually, I will say though, when I'm alone, quote, with myself, it usually is myself and my phone and my TV and all these distractions. And very rarely am I ever in a position where I am just completely by myself, you know, with my thoughts and my thoughts only. And I can think of one time when that happened, or I guess probably close to seven times in a short period of time, uh, when I was getting MRIs done. So a lot of you guys know, I was uh, diagnosed with Lyme disease last summer, and for a while before they found out, the doctors found out that it was Lyme, there were all these other hypotheses about what it might be, and so I had to get a lot of MRIs done. So basically you go in that little like machine, and it's like super creepy and like makes these weird noises and it takes pictures of your brain and of your spinal cord and of all these different parts of your body I had about six or seven of them done I kind of forget how many um over the span of like three or four days so I had a lot of time because they're 45 minutes each actually Um, many of them are like about 45 minutes each of just being in this machine, I had no phone, no distractions besides these annoying noises that I was trying to tune out because only once they gave me music, but for some reason for the ones on my brain and whatnot, they couldn't give me music. I don't know why. Sometimes they don't do that. Um, so I was just alone with my thoughts for the first time in a very long time. Like I really don't remember the last time I was alone with my thoughts with no distractions. Um, like Even... I don't even know. I genuinely don't know the last time. So it was really sobering and it made me realize that there's a lot of just suppressed things going on in me and in a lot of us, honestly, if I'm being truthful about it, I feel like a lot of us have a lot of pent up energy and a lot of pent up emotions. And it's just a very terrifying thought for us to be so alone with ourselves that we have to confront those things and that we have to think about those things. Like, there were so many things I processed and thought about when I was in the MRI chamber. I first, the first thing I did was just going through as many memories as I had from college because college was a great time in my life. I really peaked in college, or maybe not peaked, but I had a great time in college college and I made all my best friends in college so I started out just kind of going through all the things that I remember from college from freshman year to senior year that's like what I went through in my brain and kind of as I was doing that I remember certain little things kind of triggering me in those memories to think about oh wow, I really regret that or like, oh, I was such an idiot and like really, you know that there's like a meme floating around that like, do you ever just like remember something super embarrassing you did like three months ago and get like secondhand embarrassment about the embarrassing thing that like you can't take back? Like that was what kind of happened as I was going through all of these different years of my life. I was like, oh God, like I wish I never hooked up with that guy or oh, I wish I never, it was friends with that person that was really toxic, you know, like I just have all these and even just, that's just like a very top line example, but like little things that I don't know how I suppressed, I was thinking about and that's what happens when you're alone with yourself and so, you know, either just kind of scary things happen or honestly really beautiful things happen where you're like, wait a second, I did this thing, I forgot that I did that, I forgot that I once felt this way or thought this way, and this kind of inspires me to make something new. And that honestly is a lot of, that's kind of how my YouTube videos are born. A lot of videos that I make about more thoughtful topics like just finding love, or there's a number of different things I'm like blanking on every video I've ever made now, but I have like a thousand videos on YouTube. Um, A lot of the more, more thoughtful videos that I put out are kind of a product of me doing some deep thinking about me and about what I care about and what I have cared about past tense and the things I've gone through and a lot of things I mean we move very fast in life normally when we're not trapped in our homes and it's easy to kind of forget a lot of things about our life I mean I'm pretty forgetful as it is like someone's like you know will bring up a memory to me and I'm like wait I don't remember that <laughs> that happens to me so often so You know, you kind of have to be very alone with yourself and a lot of us don't really get that opportunity unless we learn how to meditate, which I uh, haven't personally done but my parents love to do. So anyway, I'm going to talk about that today. I also want to talk, of course, a little bit about the productivity thing Um, and they're kind of linked to be honest because these are both just very high energies right now or just things that we're kind of dealing with, either having extra time on our hands where we are able to be alone with ourselves and it's scary and then also just having this extra time and feeling like we need to fill it with productivity, and with things. So yeah, that is what I'm going to talk about today. And I guess I'll kind of start where it's so funny because I already recorded this or tried to record this yesterday and clearly failed. So I'm going to try to pick things up where I intended to start yesterday, but just like couldn't get it out. So let's talk about being alone and why it is so hard for us to be alone with ourselves and just alone without any distractions. Why do we feel the need to distract ourselves from just things and honestly a lot of the things that we distract ourselves from or we we do to distract ourselves we don't even know what we're trying to suppress what we're trying to convince ourselves we shouldn't look into and isn't important and there's so many underlying little things that kind of nag at you little threads that kind of dangle that we we just don't want to get into because we know it'll just uncan some worms it'll make us sad it'll make us have to do something and a lot of us are lazy you know if we're like unhappy at the moment and or just unhappy anxious a number of different feelings and are like "Ooh, maybe it's because I'm in this relationship maybe all of these feelings are stemming from this boyfriend I have that's really you know and then we have to like unpack that and that's a lot of work and a lot of us are like I don't want to just even deal with that right now or like maybe I have some unresolved stuff from my childhood that I really don't want to uncan those worms because I'm already dealing with enough stuff in my normal life like I don't want to have to go backwards and in doing that I'll say I mean it kind of boils over it really stacks up and I'd say, I mean, honestly, I'm never fully confident being completely alone with myself. Even as an introspective person that comes on the podcast every week and talks about my feelings and my thoughts, I still find it very hard to just sit by myself and process things and think about things. And a lot of just my worth, it feels just kind of diminished when I'm alone with myself because then I can point, pinpoint all of my flaws. And I don't know if I'm honestly very happy with myself fully and so by being alone with myself it makes me really look at myself under my microscope in the sense that I can't hide and I can't hide behind people hyping me up on Instagram or anything like that and so it gets to be kind of scary and I just want to like instantly surround myself with people that hype me up and make me feel better because it's just scary being alone with your thoughts for too long. And so that's kind of my mentality on it. And a lot of people, I was looking this up, and of course I have to tie things back in history. You guys know me, I love that stuff. And a lot of different people, different creative types, have said a lot of different things about loneliness in history and why it is hard or kind of just talking about the just the issues that we have with, with being alone and sitting quietly and not being social and not running around town, and now that we're quite literally forced to be alone kind of or just separate from our peers so like our friends but also just normal everyday random strangers we don't know which I honestly found a lot of solace in, just even being surrounded by random people I didn't know just like walking through the park or like just going into a store a grocery store I don't know just being around other people period makes me kind of feel better and more just just distracted from whatever's going on with me just like internally and all that stuff. So a lot of people have an issue with being fully alone. They feel like they need to keep themselves busy because it's kind of just scary having extra time to really think about things that bother you. And right now, a lot of us are having some extra time on our hands where we are kind of just, we don't really have much to do besides, I don't know, play Animal Crossing, which I love to do now and think about our lives in great detail. So taking a quick break in this episode to introduce a sponsor. Today's episode of Thick and Thin is sponsored by Skillshare. You guys know I've used Skillshare in the past. I absolutely love it. As a freelancer, I think Skillshare is so important. I always find it so valuable to learn new skills and that is what Skillshare is all about. They're an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey. So thousands of inspiring classes are on there for creative and curious people on topics like illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. It's a great use of our time, you know, the extra time that we have on our hands these days to learn a new skill and I never regret you know, taking a little class online, learning a new way to do things. It's a really great one-stop shop for all of these different classes in the creative industry and the one that I'm actually looking forward to taking is called Everyday Minimalism Finding Calm and Creativity in Living Simply taught by Erin Boyle. I'm very excited to take that one and learn how to be more of a minimalist in my life I think that's something that a lot of us can learn from. So I'm going to take that class next but a little bit more about Skillshare. They offer classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit into your busy schedule. It's also extremely affordable, especially when compared to super pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription to Skillshare is actually less than $10 a month, which believe me will pay for itself with all these new skills you're learning when you can do them freelance and monetize them in some way like I have with a lot of my skills. So high- Highly recommend trying out Skillshare. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth um, and I feel like a lot of people that take Skillshare classes go on to become very successful freelancers and I think all of these categories are super therapeutic. I think just being creative at any capacity is very calming it's very stress relieving it's also something that just gives me a sense of purpose so I love trying new things and Skillshare is a great way to do that so definitely check it out and of course I have a special deal for you all that's two whole month of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So get started and join the Skillshare community today by heading to skillshare.com slash thick and thin. That's Skillshare, S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E.com slash thick, the letter N, thin. And that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes, the premium membership at Skillshare with the code thick and thin. Thanks to Skillshare for sponsoring this episode and let's get back into it. And like I said, being alone can, you know, unearth some negative feelings within us, but can also be a pretty big contributing factor to success and to coming up with things and really being centered with ourselves and being able to come up with ideas. And this guy, so in history, of course, I had to look back in history. This guy, or I wouldn't call him a guy, he is a man. He is a 17th century French mathematician and philosopher. His name was Blaise Pascal. You might have heard of him in your studies in high school or college. Um, he invented quite a number of things, like the syringe or the early calculator. He was very just intelligent, very smart guy, and he actually said that, quote, all of humanity's problems stem from a man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. And I thought that was so interesting. So this is back in the 1600s that he said this, and he was known for being a mathematician, philosopher, scientist type, um, kind of just an intellectual on many fronts. And he spent a lot of time by himself. He, of course, you know, just spent a lot of time focusing, creating things. He was actually also known for just being undergoing a lot of stress during his life he was constantly trying to invent things put things out and underwent a lot of stress in doing so a lot of just over productivity he got pretty sick at one point in his life and his doctors told him he needs to slow down he needs to seek distractions from his work and healthy distractions at that and he found this very hard he dove into religion at that point discovered some religious theories and things um, and ultimately just because he was overworking himself he was stressing himself out he was spending I think a little too much time with himself and kind of driving himself a little bit crazy in the process this is like my my hypothesis here I'm not quite sure what other people would say uh, he actually in 1662 passed away after complications from stomach ulcers which many of us know are caused by stress and diet and alcohol and things like that um, and even in his journals he said that he was kind of embarrassed by his abundance of talents and I think his very abundance of talents was what kind of caused his demise he only he died at 39 age 39 which I know is pretty old for the time of 1600s but still I think you know if he hadn't just stressed himself out so much, maybe he would have survived longer. I'm not sure. But when I first stumbled across his quote, which I'll read again, it says, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. When I first read that, I was like, wow, that is so true. A lot of us just really don't know ourselves, really don't know our own minds and our own just inner workings and that really stands in the way of us moving forward and discovering things and really doing things that are right for us and that really feel fulfilling to us and then I looked into his life more and found out about how much he overworked himself and how much he stressed himself out and I think compared himself a lot to other people and I think that there is something to say about spending too much time by yourself. I think that can really cause some damage. I mean, some people might disagree with me but I think that there's one. It's one thing to just have like, I don't know, like an hour meditation or maybe that's a long time, but like, you know, an hour or two hours or whatever, a day where you're really processing things, you're journaling, you're really, I think journaling is a huge way that I do this, that I really get to know, know myself and really get to know what's going on inside of me and all that jazz. Um, but I think it's something else to say of, you know, spending a week by yourself. Like, I can't imagine without any distractions, like, let me just say that, you know, having your phone doesn't really count as being alone. Okay, like, having your phone Phone where you're constantly texting people and responding to people's Instagram stories that's not that really the same thing like of course there's something to say about physically being with someone versus virtually but you're still with someone technically or talking to other people anyway so that was just an interesting quote that I found um, from clearly someone from history which I thought was interesting and kind of going back to just overall the concept or what I was talking about before about why it is so hard for us to be alone because of course people say like oh just spend some time with yourself you know be alone with yourself but I think there's there's a lot more involved in that and I asked a lot of you guys on Instagram to let me know what you guys think about why it's so hard for us to be alone with ourselves and this one really great response I want to read um, I'm not going to say her name just for privacy but she said one of my favorite quotes is you'll never be lonely if you like who you're alone with she said personally I feed a lot off of the energy of others and I always assume the same from others so when I'm with company I like to be the most positive vibrant compassionate version of my myself and for a long time when I was alone I asked you know who do I need to show up for and I had become sad and lonely because I didn't really need to impress anyone or show up for anyone or be vibrant for anyone. Finally I started showing up for myself when I was alone, continuing to be that optimistic, productive and kind person. I loved me and I started to love being alone and appreciating my own company. And I thought that was so interesting because I find the same thing to be true for myself. I'm super outgoing and I'm very I would say just like bubbly and vibrant and exciting when I'm with my friends and when I'm with other people, when I'm trying to either just impress other people or, you know, just being with other people and feeding off of their energy. And I find when I'm alone with myself, I don't have that same energy. And I think it's because I feel like, oh, well, I'm not with other people. I don't really have to like impress anyone or put on this like exciting, I mean, I feel like I I overall am, I'm not like faking it when I'm with other people. I actually am excited about life and vibrant and, you know, kind and compassionate and whatever but I feel like when I'm with myself I just kind of I'm like I'm just kind of negative honestly and I think it kind of stems from just seeing myself as as me and not someone that I really need to love on and show up for like she said and I think the moment where we kind of shift into seeing ourselves as someone that does need love and deserves love and deserves to just have the attention that we give other people so readily you know we're always offering other people our attention you know someone texts us and needs help or someone texts us and is, is having a bad day and just needs a little cheerful moment like a number of my friends will text me and be like hey can you just tell me something good that happened to you today i'm like i'm having a bad day and i just need you to tell me something funny or something that you worked on because a lot of my friends find what i do for a living very interesting and different than what they do so you know and whenever that happens i always try my best to cheer up other people and i I'm, I'm always i feel like trying to cheer up other people but when it comes to me i don't really know how to help myself sometimes and i think it just all stems from the idea that being alone with myself can be kind of scary but like this person said in this comment you know once you do start to show up for yourself and to be alone and kind to yourself in times where you're going through it I think you you learn to really view your relationship with yourself a lot differently and it doesn't it's not something that's so scary anymore. It's something that's just some it's just it's just right. It's the same way that we learn how to be social as kids, you know, we're in play groups with other kids and we're learning how to make friends, which of course to make friends, you have to be kind to them, you have to hype them up and that's kind of how you make friends is just proving to them these other people that Their life is better with you in it. So it kind of goes the same for how you should befriend yourself. I feel like a lot of us just forget that, you know, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to treat yourself like someone who is worth being loved and worth love and all of those things. I've talked about that before. But I just thought this this comment was super interesting. Taking a quick break to introduce an episode sponsor. Today's episode of Thick and Thin is sponsored by Lola, which I've spoken about a bit before. I love using Lola month after month. They are my go-to for my feminine care products. Basically, Lola is a female-founded company that offers a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. The founders, Jordana and Alexandra, started the company with a very simple, seemingly obvious concept that women should not have to compromise when it comes to their feminine care products they ask themselves if we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and in the beauty products we use why shouldn't the same be true for our feminine care products unlike major brands lola products are actually 100% natural and easy to feel good about there's no bs no mystery fibers no doubts about exactly what i am putting in my body which is so important and the products come in a simple customizable subscription each month or however often you want it lola will deliver exactly what you need when you need it. We've all been there when we need a tampon and we don't have one. That never happens to me anymore now that I use Lola. I just trust Lola so much. And something interesting that I found was that the FDA actually does not require brands to disclose a list of ingredients on their feminine care products. So most of them just don't. Lola, on the other hand, offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes, and it just makes me wonder about all the things that are probably in other brands' products that I just don't know about. So with Lola, I rest easy knowing exactly what is in my products. It makes your time of the month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable, and you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, boxes, frequency, etc. There's so much information on their site about this, and I just love that they are a women-founded company creating products for women. It just makes sense. And lastly, something I love about Lola, which I've spoken about before, is that with each purchase, Uh, They donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the u.s. It's great because I can feel good about using these products that I trust and also know that they're paying it forward To people that really need feminine care products. So overall 10 out of 10 love Lola Highly recommend getting started with them and making your monthly routine just that much easier So get started with Lola you can get 30% off of your first month subscription with my code so go to my Lola that's M as in mango Y Lola.com and enter my code HelloKaty, Hello Katie, Hello K A T Y 30. So when you enter that code and subscribe, you can get 30% off of your first month subscription. So that's MyLola.com, code Hello Katie 30, and you can get 30% off of your first month subscription. So definitely check it out, try it, let me know what you think, and thank you to Lola for sponsoring another episode. I love you guys. There's this study that I found from 2014, so it was conducted by a psychology professor at UVA, and it basically found that many people choose to self-administer an electrical shock, so self-administered too, that's crazy, like literally inflicting pain upon yourself rather than sit quietly in a room alone with their thoughts for 10 to 20 minutes. So I have a little synopsis here of what happened. So the researchers brought people into their lab and told them they were going to be asked to sit alone in a room for 10 to 20 minutes. They took everything away from them, phones, watches, iPods, iPods, I'll, like, let that sit for a minute. iPods, whatever. Next, they show the participants some random pictures. Finally, they point it out to a nearby button, which, when pressed, would give them an electrical shock. And before they started, they'd each the participants just kind of test it out and press the button, quote, just for practice. And then asked them how unpleasant it was, and whether they'd pay money not to be shocked again. The participants said the shock was unpleasant, and yes, they would pay money to be avoid or to avoid being shocked again. The researchers then asked the test subjects to sit and entertain themselves with their own thoughts for ten to twenty minutes. There were only two rules: they weren't allowed to get out of the chair, and they could not fall asleep. they encouraged the participants to enjoy themselves with pleasant thoughts and oh yes if you'd like to receive an electric shock again go ahead and just press the button and so remember they had literally said they would pay money not to be shocked again But here they are sitting by themselves for 10 to 20 minutes and the option is out there for them to go ahead and shock themselves again. And so the researchers said that the the team had debated this aspect of the study. It was ridiculous, some thought, to think that people would choose to shock themselves, but they were astounded by the results. So this is a quote from one of the researchers. They'd already told us they didn't like the shock. They'd already told us they'd pay not to receive shock again. So we weren't really expecting that people would want to do that. But at the end of the study, we found that about 70% of the men and 25% of the women chose to shock themselves during that 12 minutes. I just think it's funny that 75 or no, 70% of the men and only 25% of the women like that kind of is telling of like who's the smarter uh, gender anyway. But instead of just sitting there and entertaining themselves with their thoughts, all of these people shocked themselves because it was apparently better to shock yourself than to have to be alone with yourself for that long. They said, now the big question is, why would someone do this? She said, or the researchers, or oh female. Uh, why is it so hard to entertain ourselves with our thoughts that we're willing to turn to almost anything, it seems, to avoid it? The mind is designed to engage with the world. Even when we're by ourselves, our focus usually is on the outside world. And without training in meditation or thought control techniques, which are still, you know, which are difficult, many people would prefer to engage in external activities. So external activities are the things that kind of distract you in these moments. And she did say that, you know, meditation is hard and I, I found meditation to be difficult. I have tried it. I actually, the first time I ever tried meditation was when I was really young, which sounds crazy. I don't know why I was in this like yoga phase um, back. I want to say I was in like, middle school I was in probably eighth grade and I remember so I think I got this DVD in the mail like for free from like one of those subscription services or something I don't even know where I found this thing but if you guys know Sting the like the singer the musician he put out this like meditation DVD I don't know how I got my hands on this or why I didn't even know who I didn't know who he was like I didn't even know who Sting was at the time and I Basically, he's like sitting in this garden, like this like mystical garden, doing these let like guided meditations. And he guided meditations on this DVD. So I tried it when I was like way too young to appreciate meditation, and I just could. I was so distracted. I I did the whole thing. I sat in the pose on the. I had a yoga mat. Like I was so into it, and I just like could not. But I mean, of course, I was like a scatterbrained eighth grader now I find it I find it a lot easier to do it now just as long as the meditation isn't too long because then or if I'm too tired because then I'll just fall asleep but I've done some guided ones I think I need to be in a room with someone guiding it or leading it I guess I think that's where I find more success but meditation is hard and it's something where you really can't think of anything else going on in your life but when you are moving a a million miles a minute like I do in New York normally it's very hard to get your mind to that point but anyway I thought that study was so interesting and this is back in 2014 so really not long ago at all I still am kind of baffled that they took people's iPods away I didn't realize people still had iPods in 2014 I guess I'm trying to think back. No, I remember a time where I used to have my eye touch and my phone, and like I would have them like kind of stacked together at all times because that's when phones didn't have music yet, or music that was like free. Um, yeah. So anyway, I don't know why I'm lingering on that detail, but I thought the study was super interesting. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of you know my two cents on being alone and why it's so hard. And I think meditation is definitely a great way to start if you want to start centering yourself. But I also think journaling is probably my go-to way to kind of calm myself down and eliminate outside thoughts and really think ex- internally rather than externally, where you know it's kind of uncomfortable because seeking things externally, like the psychologist said in this study, is a lot easier for us because it just makes a lot more sense than digging internally. But anyway, so yeah, that's kind of my two cents on being alone. I also want to talk a little bit before we go about the whole idea of productivity and why we're so hard on ourselves right now because, given we are living in a very interesting time where things are very different than they normally are, I, you know, my kind of mindset on it is we're not living during normal times right now. And while we are resilient and we can work through things like this, I don't think we should be expecting ourselves to produce the same level or amount of work that we were able to before, even though we have more time now. Because I think that it's all about the the mindset we're in when we're doing all these tasks and of course I don't want to say that like living for me you know what I know is living in New York and having all these distractions and still accomplishing things but at that point it's kind of like these distractions are you know something that I'm kind of doing on my own it's like it's not something that's being forced upon me and nothing about kind of my environment that I have in New York is forced at all. It's like I choose to do a lot of the things I do. I choose to live in this apartment in this neighborhood and leave at this time of day or come back at this time of day and go away for a weekend and now all of those choices are kind of being taken from us so we're kind of forced to be in this very strange environment where we really don't know how long we're going to be in this environment and we're kind of having to adjust a lot of things in our routines that we never had to really do before of course life gets in the way at all times of you know not even during a global crisis but this is something that's it's just interesting I've said this before that it's just it's impacting all of us it impacts us all in different ways but it's something that is impacting us all and I think that's just crazy so of course You know, we can't be really hard on ourselves if our work looks a little different right now because we have a lot of emotions going on. We have a lot of anxieties floating around. We have a lot of fears right now that aren't normally present. And so we have to roll with those punches and know that and just kind of be easy on ourselves and just not be so just, yeah, I mean, I'm just my own biggest critic at all times, which is kind of just how we all are, but... I think my work, especially just since leaving my corporate job in November, I feel like I've had this just... Extra sense of needing to be an overachiever and really needing to get things in fast. And with all my freelance clients, I always set just insane deadlines for myself, and I need to be more realistic with how long it's going to take me to make something, and that I need sleep and that I need time to relax and to not be focused on work. And I've been working through the weekends the past few weeks just because. I think the reason is a lot of people, a lot of clients are coming to me super excited about things because there's not much to look forward to right now. So people are coming at me with these really fun, exciting projects that they're really excited about. And I'm like, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm also like, oh my God, this is gonna take me so long. And I have all these other things. So I need to start being realistic about my timelines for things. I need to start being realistic about saying no to some things, which is very hard for me to do. Um, But you know, truly, I think that I saw this quote that I really that really resonated with me which says you are the greatest project that you will ever work on and I think it's very hard for us to accept this you know accept us as a project accept us our beings as something that we can work on and that we need to devote time to because and and this kind of goes back to my previous little chat about being alone with yourself you know I feel like a lot of us don't really see ourselves as a project and something that you can work on or I guess maybe you can work on it as like a a physical project of like losing weight or things like that but there's so much more that goes into working on yourself than just the things that other people can see there's so much that really takes just putting in the time to get to know yourself and and to just I mean even just having that time and clearing your schedule at that point is just very hard with all the stuff going on and with all the pressure um I have some other quotes that I found that I did want to share before we go. Um, The core of your true self is never lost. Curl up with your rawness and come home. Let yourself in. Let yourself come undone. I loved that quote so much because I feel like a lot of us, even after, I mean, especially after like 25, 4, 3, you know, just a lot of years of life. For me, it's 24 years of life. I think a lot of us think, Feel like our our inner child is kind of lost and we don't know that person anymore. Even a person we were five years ago, we don't really know anymore. And I love this quote because it does remind us that the true core of who we are and what lights us up and what matters to us is never lost. You just have to give yourself the time and the attention to come back to that person and to unearth those memories and those things that are even sometimes hard to swallow and hard to process. Um, so I loved that quote as well. And I have two little other things I want to share um, from this account that I follow that I've talked about before. It's called Notes from... Or, notes yeah notes from my therapist or is it letters from my therapist let me check because I don't want to get this wrong I want you guys to actually follow this person um oh yeah notes from your notes from your therapist and it's by Allison Deneen And she basically is a therapist and a writer, and she just shares little glimpses of her notes um, during her book writing or during her uh, therapy sessions and things, and there's two that really stuck out to me. So she said, now is one of those times when I think it might be okay to accept that I don't always know what to do next, which I thought was a very relevant quote for these times, because it's hard for us to accept that there are certain times in our lives where we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going to happen next. And this is one of those times where, like I said, we kind of have to roll with the punches and just take Every day as it comes, which is hard for a lot of us. It's hard for me as a very futuristic planner. And it's something where our story is kind of writing itself right now. It's like we don't really hold the pens right now entirely. We can kind of guide the narrative as it relates to us, but we can't really control what is going on in the world, which is really scary. And I think that it's actually kind of important to lean into how you're feeling right now and write those things down because there's going to be a time in your life when you're. going to want to look back and see oh like this is how I was feeling during this crisis and like you know tell your kids or I don't know work it into a history lesson if you're a teacher be like oh I lived through this and here's what I thought and I don't think you'll ever regret just being really you know articulate with your thoughts and writing it down and things like that Um, another quote that I wanted to read from her was here it is giving myself a lot of room emotionally to process all this change Which again kind of goes, these kind of go hand in hand because there's a lot of change going on. There's a lot of very just uncertain change. There's a lot of changes that'll still happen after this. Like I just know confidently my life in New York will never quite look exactly the same as it did before all of this. There's going to be a lot of things I'll just be hesitant about. Like I was even picturing myself just months from now when this is fully over or whenever this is over being in a crowded bar. Like there were moments in New York where we were just in bars with people like just pushed up against every side of us. Just just the sheer number of people allowed in places in New York and New York is just such a you know claustrophobic place anyway. Everyone's like always on top of you even on the street and I just wonder if that'll ever be the case. I mean, sure it will like a year from now, but like people are going to be pretty hesitant at first and pretty just head on a swivel, kind of cautious. Um, And I just wonder the next time, like when will the next time be that I'll be in a social situation where there's like a ton of people like, and be confident about it and not be at all nervous about it, you know? So right now, I mean, kind of, this is a little bit opposite, but right now I'm just giving myself a lot of space, a lot of room emotionally to process the change to have some I mean just having some extra time I've been even putting it like literally into my schedule just factoring in extra time for me to you know produce things to work on things this is a newfound thing I will say this week I've decided to try to only have one project a day because having more than that has proven to kind of make me freak out so I've been like trying to limit myself a little bit yeah guys that is kind of my little uh synopses on why I think it's so hard for us to be alone with ourselves but why it is so important to do so and why also you know the level of productivity right now that I am able to accomplish with all the stress is kind of it's a little different than it was before and it's Just causing me to have to kind of regroup and rethink how I approach things, which of course is not easy to do and does not it's not an overnight thing it's taking me some time to figure out what I can do and what I can't do during this time so I think both of these ideas I talked about today are super important and I want you guys to really reflect on these and think about how in your daily life you can either you know start meditating journaling finding some more times where you are just alone with yourself and able to process things and also just knowing that what you're accomplishing now is going to be a bit different than what you used to because this is not a normal situation. This is not your new normal. This is a a global crisis that is something that none of us really saw coming or really know how to deal with exactly. We're trying our best. We're doing what other people say to do and staying home, but it's not a walk in the park at all. So I wanted to talk about both those things today. I think I did a pretty decent job considering, um, my emotions are all over the place right now. I'm like an emotional wreck. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, so that's it for this episode, guys. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, let me know what you guys want to see, or I guess hear next week on the podcast. I'm always open to your suggestions and I will talk to you guys all in my next episode. Bye.